Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Net Worth WTA podcast, where we talk all things ladies tennis and handicap the upcoming week. Joining me, just 12 short hours, I think, about or so after our last podcast, spread a stare. How are things bright and early in Sacramento? I'm doing good. I'm up with the sun this morning. I'm ready to cap some tennis and uh, watch some uh, Dominic Thiem versus Stefano Tsitsipas. What flavor rock star we got today? Today I went with the le- uh, Lemonade Recovery. Lemonade oh, Recovery. So real nice light. Yeah. That's not too bad. Well, yeah, we, good. we've got oh, just about two weeks left in the season here. We've got two internationals coming up this week, Linz and Tianjin, followed by Moscow and Luxembourg the week after that. Um, and then we jump into the end-of-the-year tournaments. We've got the Elite Tournament and followed by the finals there. So what do you think, Spread? You, you excited? We've got only about a month of ladies' tennis left. Well, I'm excited they finally got the order right. You know, they had always done the Elite, which is the basically the runner-up tournament, after the the real finals, and I thought that was kind of anticlimactic, and I think this will give it a better build this year. Yep. But before we get into the upcoming action, let's jump back into the week that was in Beijing. We had a great finals match just earlier this morning, our time, late last night, I'm sure, for those of you in other time zones. But Naomi Osaka loses the first set to uh, Ashley Barty, refocuses, comes back, wins the next two sets, 6-3, 6-2, to take the title in Beijing. What did you think of Naomi Osaka this week, Spread? Um, yes, she beat Barty, which we weren't as surprised because... You know, she's been playing so well, but I thought the the real um, benchmark win there was being Andreescu. And didn't that look like, I mean, I know that we can use hyperbole a lot using these young players, but that seems like a rivalry that we might be able to count on for at least the next couple of years. I thought that was a fantastic match, and really I just felt like it was the beginning of a good rivalry. I think you're right. I think we're going to see that a couple times a year. I hope we do. Um, I see no reason that we won't see them meet in, in a Grand Slam, if not two or three next year. You know, they're both two of, of the absolute best players in the game. When they're playing their best tennis, there's almost nobody that can beat them. So I, I think we are going to get a chance to see that a lot. It was a great match. You know, Osaka was playing some nice tennis. Andreescu, she's always a little bit up and down, and she was, again, in this match. I don't know if she was necessarily playing her very best, but Osaka was really sharp. And I think that they had fun playing against each other. So, you know, again, I hope we get a, get to see this a couple times a year going forward. Yeah, so that's a match I'm looking forward to um, a lot going forward. I think that would be a great rivalry for tennis in general. Um, it's fun to get our, our Canadian friends up north um, involved, and uh, Jorge won't be with us today. He's working really hard, but um, you know we'll be, be sure to get his thoughts when he comes back on um, basically what's been just a breakthrough year for Andreescu. Um, but not to diminish Osaka's accomplishments because she was the winner. Then she went on to beat Wozniacki, who she had yet to beat before. Um, and I really didn't think Wozniacki was playing bad. I didn't think that that was a Wozniacki loss as much as it was an Osaka win. I just thought Osaka played beautifully. And then for her to overcome Ash Barty today, who was, you know, competing with Andreescu for the breakout year of 2019, you know, because Barty really burst through and exceeded my expectations, I'll say that as well. And um, they played a great match, um, and Osaka was able to, to pull it out. And, boy, what a nice end of the year for Osaka, you know. After losing her coach and then just having a really bad time in Europe, I think that she's she's done well to really put everyone on notice that, hey, uh, I'm the defending Australian Open champ and, and, and you're going to have to go through me next year. So I think that 
I'm really excited. I think I, I think she's going to do pretty well at this end of the year tournament. Yeah, defends her title in Osaka, comes out, wins the title here, you know, really locks in her position for the finals and, and beats some really big names here on the way. But let's get to the most important part of last week's spread. Do you remember what the most important part of last week was? Was that the uh, Ostapenko and Yastrzemska almost won a doubles tournament? Kasatkina won some matches. <laughs> okay, there we go. The kitty curse might be lifted, spread. Ostapenko <laughs> yeah, made it all the way to the doubles final. Kasatkina's <laughs> winning tennis matches. I know that you were basking in that. Oh, so, I loved it. I loved it. And you know what's funny is I threw some money on her, but it was, it was you know, almost like just a joke, like the same way. I, I, it was almost like I spent money going to the movies. I didn't expect to get it back. And, uh, boy, that was a lot of fun. Well, for you, I mean, I think I bet against her just to bet every yeah, match that she was in. Yeah, you guys Alexandrova, right? Because... Yeah, we had Sabalenka uh, and Alexandrova. Or, you know what, I think Jorge skipped oh. Sabalenka, but he was with me on Alexandrova, so uh, yeah. a little painful for us. But what are you going to do? So, Such is so I watched the Sabalenka match more than once. Um, what, what did you think of it? <laughs> I think Sabalenka was a little tired. I think she was a little thrown off. I was surprised that, there, you know, fatigue was bothering her so much, but she just... You know, she she comes in sometimes and just is not at her best for whatever reason, and that was one of those matches. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, I wanted to say the same thing. You know, as much as I want to have fun with you and say like, "Oh, my little kitty one," um, <laughs> you know, that was one that I would say Sabalenka did kind of lose. Now, obviously, Kasatkina uh, has that style where she's just going to force you to make mistakes, and it can look like that a lot. Um, I think the the funniest tweet of the week was one I sent you guys, where the person said that whoever uh, makes the highlights for the Kasatkina match must have problems because it's seven minutes of the other girls blasting winners and then the umpire saying game set match, Miss Kasatkina. I love um, that. That was funny. It's about true, though. So it's tough to say, you know, whether she really, um, you know, was Sabalenka just too tired. But playing a style like Kasatkina when you are fatigued must be really rough. And if she can even serve somewhat competently, and they continue to just be that that wall and, and get that consistency back and play that that Wozniacki uh, early Halep style, you know, early Wozniacki before they develop some offense. I think she can really be a, be a force on this tour, like basically have what, what worse serves notwithstanding. Um, so I was kind of excited, but I'm also wondering if this is just uh, you know the result of her being a consistent style player that just gets the wall back and then it's the end of the year and everybody's getting kind of tired. It's possible, but either way, it was nice to see her play, and well, I know that you're a big fan of hers. I wish I hadn't bet against her as much as I did, but we'll see how she does. Maybe she's just gearing up to defend her title in Moscow in, in next week. So, um, Any other thoughts here on Beijing before we jump into the week ahead? Oh, yeah, I'm really excited to start watching some doubles now that Ostapenko's become a double specialist. She's got a great team with the Ostremska, and um, if you thought Ostapenko gifts were awesome on her own, you add the Ostremska, and it's just got a another layer to it so not only is it from a tennis perspective but from a gift making perspective uh it's a wonderful team to have on tour you're absolutely right maybe we will have to start some sort of a doubles podcast or add that in here <laughs> i was gonna joke with you i wasn't able to pull it off like act like we were capping doubles from now on because i was so excited about uh about <laughs> i wouldn't even know where to begin we'll, we'll have to get Vinny on every week for that yeah they uh they, uh, they fell up short today you know, against the team of uh Bethany Maddox Sands beater. Bethany Maddox Sands is so good at doubles so but that's definitely a fun team. 
All right, let's jump into the first of the two tournaments we have next week, the Tianjin Open. Um, going through some of the past champions here. Caroline Garcia beat Carolina Pliskova last year, wow. 2017. Sharapova <laughs> over Sabalenka. That a long time ago. Uh, it does. It really does. Peng Shui over Allison Risk in 2016. Radwanska over Kavinich in 2015. Risk uh, over Benchich there in 2014. So a couple big names. It's, you know, it is an international event, but a little bit of a higher payout than the other event we have this week. Going through, you know, we'll go top half, bottom half here since it's a smaller event. The first, number one seed, Sophia Kennan. Uh, Ohms Jabor playing this week. Jennifer Brady, Astra Sharma, Yulia Putinseva. Defending champ Caroline Garcia is the four seed. She's got Potapova there in the first round. Wang Yafan, Lauren Davis, Venus Williams, and Shui Zhang round off kind of that top half. So what do you think when you see this group spread? Who comes out and do you see any 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 value from a betting perspective? All right, let me jump on. I uh, I have yet to pull the odds up, so why don't you tell me who you were looking at first, and then I will give you some of my odds. I've I've looked at the bracket, and I've, I have an idea who I think is going to win, but I don't know if the odds are going to reflect any value here. Well, it's good to hear that you're prepared. Yeah, but, but you know, taking a look, I think this is probably Kennan's half to lose. It's you know she's got Christiane there in the first round. Her second round match against Brady might be a little tough, but I'm actually not too worried about anything there. Then she's looking at maybe Sharma, maybe Stoser, maybe Putin Seva. Um, so you know she has kind of a walk here through her quarter. You start to get look at the other quarter there at the bottom of the, of the first half. Um, maybe Garcia puts it together and starts playing well. I'm not optimistic about that. Um, you know Wang Yifan is is good in China, but. Shouldn't be a problem for Kennan. Shui Zhang, again, an, an, you know, another player who likes being in China. Um, but, again, I don't expect her to be a problem for Kennan. Rebecca Peterson is an interesting name. I know that uh, she's got Venus Williams there in the first round, who's just been a tough player to beat despite you know her aging and her lack of mobility. But you look at the odds here for Peterson. She's 14-1 to 1 to win the tournament. I don't think that I'd love that. Um, she will no. be a dog to Kennan in that match when she gets there. And you look at Kennan's odds, she's... Three and a half to one to win. Again, I think this is her tournament probably to lose. Or at the very least, this is her top half to lose. You're going to wonder how she's feeling off the long week. I know playing doubles maybe isn't as cumbersome and as tiring as playing singles, but you know she was playing tennis every single day last week. She did make, I believe, the quarterfinals um, in uh, in Beijing. So, you know, don't really love that number, but I think this is probably her half to lose. What do you think? So, I, yeah, I'll be interested. I think that she gets in. Um, I think some of these earlier matches that you had her just rolling on are a little tougher than you think. I think Jennifer Brady could pose problems. And my idea there would just be that Ken has been playing a lot of tennis lately, and it might be a fatigue issue. I think Putin Seva could, prob could cause problems for anybody. Although I think that Kenan would be less prone to getting distracted by some of Putin Seva's antics. And then in the second quarter, do you have any faith in Garcia at all, or are we just pretty much writing her off? Like, I don't know how you can have bracket, any faith I put, in her. I put Potapova past her in the first round. I could have win in that match, but I have her losing to Wong in the next match after that. Um, okay. Now, I, do I, don't, you, I don't see you can have any faith in her. It's It's been such a rough season, and she hasn't shown us anything. So when we're dealing with Kenny's chances, I, I mean, I think that Wong could be a problem, and I think that, uh, gosh, I don't, I don't see any value at three and a half to one. No, I, I don't either. I, 
you know, what you're talking about, some of these players, maybe Brady, she's has a little more power to her game and could kind of shake her up a little bit. But somebody like Putin's Ava, somebody like Wong, I mean, at the end of the day, what do they really do better than what Cannon does? I, I don't, I can't think of anything. Um, really, I'm, I'm actually just looking at the fatigue angle because Cannon's played so much more tennis than them for the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I shy away from that with some of these younger players. And again, I don't think, yeah. I think of doubles as tiring, but that's part of the reason I'm definitely going to stay away from the three and a half, you know, if she was fresh. You know, having come off a nice week and then having a little break, maybe I might actually be interested in that, but I'm going to pass. So are the, from this top half, are we crazy to look at, now that I've got these odds up, to look at Yafan Wang at 33-1? to 1? It's just such a tough draw. I mean, even her first match against Lauren Davis is going to be tough. Then she's looking at Garcia Panapova. Yeah. That's going to be rough. Maybe it's Peterson. Maybe it's Zhang there. And then she has to beat Kennan. I mean, it's it's a long road for her, I think. But at thirty three to one, can't we start hedging it, Kenneth? Yeah, we can, but she has to make it there. You know, she has to beat Davis, she has to beat Garcia Potapova, she has to beat Peterson Zhang. So, you know, if you do get her all the way to Kenan yeah. there in the semifinals, you're in a great spot, but I don't feel great about her making it that far. Okay. So you're staying away from that one. That one kinda caught my eye. There's not a lot others that I lot here. Uh Putin Saber, do you think she's got any chance to win this? She's got a twenty to one number. Maybe, but it's interesting. I know that Jorge, and I'm going to be giving away one of his VIP picks here, he's on Sharma. I know that Vinny, our, our buddy oh, Vinny really? at Matter Tips, he was on Sharma as well, I think, in that first round. So sorry, guys, okay. to give away, give away the free pick there, but uh, uh, that worries me a little bit. I know that Putin Seva is possibly carrying a little bit of an injury. I know that she, she didn't look great last week, so I'm avoiding her. Again, You know, I think she runs into cannon, and, and that uh, is over pretty quickly. Even somebody yeah, like Yeah, I mean, if you... You can't really figure from what I'm saying. I think my angle on these tournaments is to just go for a long shot and hope that a surprise happens. You know, it's a smaller international. Most of the players are, you know, they put their heart into last week and they're probably looking forward to next week as far as the top players. That's why they're not here. And uh, sometimes these are really ripe for these for these big uh, these big underdog upsets. Yeah, I wonder Brady. Maybe a twenty-two to one might be interesting. You know, she'll be in a spot there to possibly take out Kennan, but. Yeah, nothing in this top half for me. So, refresh my memory. Is Kennan in, is she qualified for the Elite Tournament, or is she not in that? Let me see. She should definitely be in the Elite Tournament, I would think. Um, let me pull up the WTA Live Rankings. I love this. This is such a great website. Uh, buh, 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 buh. Yeah, and while you do that, uh, I think Shai Zhang also is an interesting look here. Uh, she's 16 to 1. And she would possibly she would play, she plays a qualifier than the winner of Williams Peterson, and then if she gets there, yeah, I guess she she kind of does have the roughest area. I guess sixteen to one seems about right for her, because then she would win. She'd play either Wong Davis, Potapova, or Garcia, and that's just to make the semis. And boy. Kenny got a nice, much a much nicer quarter than uh, this second quarter here. So she's twelfth in the race um, here. So she's pretty much locked into the elite spot. Looking at the okay. amount of points, she'd have to win maybe two tournaments a row here, and even then, I don't know if that'd be enough points for her to catch up to the top eight. But she's in pretty good shape here for the elite event. I think that she, you know, win win a match or two here just to hold on to some points from last year. But I think she's in good shape. And she doesn't really seem like a player we have to worry about look ahead with, right? Like, she seems like she's no. focused on every match. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm not worried about that. But, again, the numbers here aren't, aren't aren't that great, so. 
Gosh, I'm almost worried about Kennan just destroying any value in this whole half. That's exactly what I think. I don't think that I have too much to worry about. Again, maybe the fatigue angle, but there's too many other unknowns. And again, I don't but see the value here. You know, now that I'm, I'm actually coming back on my own words here, but now that we're thinking about it out of all the young players, would you say Kennan seems to be one of the least susceptible to fatigue? I mean, again, she's, you know, it's still her first season. So I gen, I do tend to think of some of the younger players as less susceptible, but, you know, in general. Especially when you're a fighter like her. She seems like she just mentally wouldn't allow herself to get tired. Yeah, I think that actually probably makes it a little bit worse because you're fighting through, you know, possible injuries. You're, you're fighting through some fatigue that kind of builds on itself a little bit. But, you know, again, I just look at her last couple weeks. I'm not too worried about it. Yeah, I think she's actually kind of destroyed the value here. So... But we do like to make picks here. So if I'm going to get a young, long shot, I might as well take the longest one. I'll take uh, Yafan Wang at 33-1 to 1 at the top half. Don't hate it. Yeah, if I had to pick something, that's not a bad number. Um, maybe Jennifer Brady at 22-1, to 1, something like that. It's tough for me to see her putting together a whole week. Um, and I actually yeah. wonder if Ons Jabor might knock her off in that first round, just kind of being a tricky, trickier junkie kind of player. Um but I like that. That's not a bad look if you have to. And I'm a, am I completely overlooking Sharma here? She's fifty to one. So is she worth a look, or or was I smart to just pass by her name? I think that's probably a good pass. It's again hard for me to see her putting together enough great tennis to to win an actual entire tournament. But not not the worst look in the world if you think Cannon's going to get knocked out early. Yeah, which actually I don't. Christiane is her first. Well, we'll do the first round matches later. So let's go ahead to the to bottom half then. Shai Shai Zhang, Veronica Kudamratova, Alia Tomjanovic, Peng Shui, Lin Zhu, Magda Lynette, um, Heather Watson, and Wang Jiang fill out this bottom half. This is a great spot for Wang Jiang. I like her a lot in this spot spread. Um, looking at her number, you know, she is the third favorite to win the tournament. I'm seeing her at 8-1. to one. Um, yeah, I think this I is a to. really great spot for her. You know, first round against a qualifier, second round against Watson, maybe Bondarenko, not really sure, but don't really care there. Maybe Magdalenette in the third round, and she's threw her quarter into the semifinals um, without too much of a struggle there. But what do you think of this bottom half? Yeah, I like uh, Keon Wong, but I don't like the price there. I think 8-1 to one is about accurate. So instead, I, I'd like to look for some long shots. What do we think about the chances of Yastremsko redlining her tournament? Oh, she's six and a half to one. That's even that's yeah. That, that, that's what I mean. That price isn't too great. She obviously is, is someone who could win this tournament if she comes out and play her best tennis. If we yeah. were looking for somebody with a little longer odds, I I think you could try to pick maybe the winner of that Kudermatova Tomjanovic match. Tomjanovic uh -huh. is twenty to one. Kudermatova is eighteen to one. So maybe you try to pick the winner of that. Um, Hoping that you know they'll have a little too much for Sai Sai Zhang there in the second round. Um, actually, what is Zhang's number? That's interesting. Yeah, or maybe Zhang. Zhang at twenty-five to one is an interesting look. I think maybe you pick kind of one of those three from that top half and hope that you know Yastremska doesn't play her very best tennis and you can get them all the way to the semifinals against Wong. Yeah. So I, I in my bracket, I put Yastremska and Wong in the semifinals. I don't know if that's kind of chalky. I mean, it is, but it's it's probably the most likely scenario. I'm going to look at Zhang for, uh, for a little while. I was actually surprised to see that she had worse odds than Kudermatova or Tom Lianovich, so I guess she'll be a dog in that match, but pretty easy first-round match with uh, Duan Ying Ying there, the wild card. You think so? I, I don't see any reason for her to be to struggle with that match. 
Do you have you don't happen to have the whole break numbers up? Let me see if I can pull I'd those be up pretty to quickly. See those too. I mean, yeah. While you do that, I'm wondering. Um, just to give you a little preview of the first round matches, um, Zang in that match is like minus six hundred. So, okay, yeah. So Zang, her hold break here, you know, fifty eight percent hold, about a thirty eight percent break. You know, so you're looking at what is that? Like a one hundred five, a one hundred six. So some pretty good numbers um, from from that perspective. And you know, again, she's playing in front of a home crowd in China. I always like that. Yeah. So I'm going to think about that one kind of long and hard. That one probably needs a little bit more homework, but I think Zhang at 25 to 1 is going to be my look here in the bottom half. How about you? I don't. Gosh, I like to go for the long shots here, but I don't really see one. Tom Jonovich is always tempting, but I have problems seeing her being able to put this together. I think uh, I even two, like two. Wong's number, honestly, at eight to one. You know, I wish it was ten to one. I would love it at ten to one, but that should probably be five yeah. or six to one. I don't know why that she is really has a. I don't yeah, think, I think that she's. You look at this draw. Why does she? Why Yastremska. does she have a worse chance than right? Exactly. You look at the draw. Why does she have a worse chance than you? Than you, Strem's going to win this event. It doesn't make sense to me. All right. Well, we'll have to know our Wongs. Maybe I'll just put a Wong on each half, and then hope that we get one of them in the final. I like that. All right, you ready to jump into some first-round matches here? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Flipping through, we still got some qualifying today. Um, tomorrow looks like our first match here. Sam Stoser is minus 900 over um, Yang. I don't think that we have really anything to say there. Um, Caroline Garcia, minus 192 against Potapova. Potapova, plus 154. That's an interesting price in the dog. Now, I know you said you picked Potapova in your bracket spread. Are you going to be making a wager here as well? Yep. Yeah, I think I, I like Potapova a lot here. I think the Garcia is, um, you know, she's a big name still. And, you know, as a result, we're able to get some good odds with some of these tougher young players. And uh, Potapova, I know this is kind of a weird, but I consider her to be in the her home time zone. And I think that does matter. And I think that uh, that also gives her a little bit of an edge, too. Yeah, I, th I, th I think you're right. Um I like the dog there. Um, Garcia, again, hasn't really shown us much, and I wonder if she's getting a little help. For, you know, the odds makers are swaying things a little bit in her favor because she is the defending champion, but I'm not sure that I care all that much, but that's a good look on Potapova as a dog. So let's go into this really quick because I hear a lot of people talk about this, defending points, and, and the idea that a player would be more motivated in a tournament that they, that they previously had success in to defend the points. I have never really kind of bought into that too much. What is your uh, what is your idea behind that? I roll my eyes in general at the idea of motivational angles. Um, they're professionals. This is how they make their living. They all need to win every single tournament every week or try to win as many matches as they can to make as much money as they can so they can make a living. Um, so I, I kind of roll my eyes in general at, the, at some of those angles and you know, I, I think the defending the points one is just as silly. Um, she's here. Of course, she wants to win the tournament. She's here. She flew all the way out here. You know, she's from France. Uh, you know, I don't know where she's been the last few weeks, but she had to get herself, come all the way to China and, and play tennis here. I'm sure that she's just as focused as she ever would be. So um, I don't give much credence to that at all. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, I do think there are motivational angles, whereas uh, you could see that maybe a player got a huge appearance fee and that might be their only motivation for playing the tournament and they're really not too concerned of it obviously uh with big tournaments coming up you know when we do the week before or the week after a slam 
I think that motivation could be a serious concern. But uh, defending points is never one that I really bought into from a motivation standpoint. Uh, the one thing I would look at it would be uh, success on the same surface and in the same conditions uh, might portend future success. But uh, as far as defending points to give them more of motivation, I've never bought into that. But I know a lot of the sharp people we talk to do. That's just why I wanted to get your opinion. Yeah, I, I think the angle from you know them taking a big check and coming out to play is always, always an interesting fade. But assuming that they're there, um, you know, of their own volition, I'm not too worried about any of that stuff. Yeah. Heather Watson minus three fifty seven against Bondarenko plus two seventy. I'm surprised to see Heather Watson that big of a favorite, but looked at some of the Bondarenko numbers, they're not very good. I don't know. Do you have anything to say about this match? You know what's crazy? When I pull it up on Flashcore, they don't even give me a ranking for Bondarenko. Uh, make sure you're looking at the right Bondarenko. No, I have the matchup. She's playing Heather Watson, but it's like Heather Watson's ranked 125. Bondarenko doesn't even have a ranking. That's not a good uh, sign. Bondarenko hasn't won a WTA match since August, so I think that would be why Watson is favored by that heavily. Putin Seva minus 330 against Sharma plus 250 again. Um, Jorge, I think, is on Sharma here. I like that angle. You know, Sharma has a big serve. I think she has maybe some of the tools to beat somebody like Putin Seva, who I think really relies on her opponents not playing their best. So it's um, it's a spot where that number of plus 250 is probably a little higher. I wonder if that should be closer to like plus 200. What do you think, Spread? Yeah, I'm actually surprised that they're on that. She hasn't been playing that well lately. Uh, lost her last three matches. Now, of course, on the one I'm looking up only pulls up her WTA results. So forgive me if she went to an ITF and, and kicked some butt. But no, I see not. her last win being um, in September 5th. Yeah, New Haven. So that's that's not as uh, as in, in, encouraging as Putin Seva, who, you know, we talk about motivation. Boy, she seems like she's out there fighting all the time. Um, so I'm really surprised they went with this angle. It must have been matchup specific, and the idea that Sharma's serve could struggle Putin Seva and that she'd be able to hold fairly easily while putting pressure on Putin Seva's serve. Um, but I'm staying away from that. I'm I'm actually a little surprised that they went for that angle here. Venus Williams minus one twenty against Rebecca Peterson. Peterson minus one oh three. Um, you know Venus Williams. It's obviously been tough to bet on her, but she keeps winning matches. What do you think, Spread? Does Peterson take her out, or does uh, she just continue to sort of serve her way through? Yeah, I think that Venus is strong enough server to uh, to defeat Peterson here. I, I like Venus in this match. I don't think that Peterson has the uh, consistency or can keep up on the serving angle to uh, to go with Venus. But I'll tell you what, dude, I'm almost off of betting against Venus matches unless we get those nice fades of her uh, against the real consistent uh, defensive players. But other than that, I mean, to me, Venus match is just something to watch. I, I, I don't like betting on them at all because I think that she's really hard to cap at this point of her career. And talk about motivation. She's one that, you know... Not that you're right. I mean, they all show up and they're ready to win. I think where it comes in is you're down one set and a break in the second. Yep. You know, how hard are you going to keep fighting? I think that's kind of the motivation that we're capping here. And I think that she's a, she's accomplished so much. This isn't necessarily a big tournament. And I, I wonder, uh, you know, what she really has to prove in, in some of these matches. So I worry if she gets behind, she just kind of 
it's weird. It's not necessarily like taking, and I've done it before when I played. It's just going for more shots than you normally would. You know, it's just like, well, I'm going to get this match over quick. I'm either going to hit a winner or I'm going to hit it out. You know, but I'm going to go ahead and dial up the speed. I'm going to ramp this up and, and, and become more of an attacking player. And a lot of times that's not a pl in the player's best interest. But so I'm staying away from this match completely. Did you have an angle on it? No, I didn't. I think this pricing is just about right. So I'm passing altogether. I, I like, I kind of agree with just about everything you said there. You know, Peterson's a good, nice player, but so is Williams. I think that this is pricing is just about right. Wong, you yeah, if it's a bigger tournament, I would think that, you know, I would take Venus for sure. But she is one of the ones that, you know, we had just crept all over motivation capping. But she is actually one of the ones that I think gets up for the bigger tournaments and might just be out there hitting some tennis balls and just enjoying her life at this point. Not necessarily um, as dialed in as maybe, yeah, Sophia Cannon. Wang Yafad, minus 137 against Lauren Davis. Davis plus 110. Um, this looks just about right to me. I, you know, I'd like to... You know, we like Wong at home, obviously, in front of those Chinese crowds. Again, they really show up for these Chinese players. Uh, but Lauren Davis has played some nice tennis, so I think this price is just just about on the nose. What do you think, Spread? Yeah, I think that it's also a matchup-based one, whereas uh, Lauren Davis can be overpowered, but uh, Wong doesn't really have the game to do that. So I think that that's why we might have a closer price uh, that I actually would have expected. I actually thought it was a little short for Wong when I saw it, but then I thought of the actual matchup and how, how the match would play out. Um, we have a, a recent match that they played in Wuhan where um, Davis was not able to finish, um, but it seemed really close up to the point where Davis was starting to physically struggle. So uh, if you were to back the underdog, I think that would be something that you could point to to say that, you know, when they're physically healthy, it's pretty much a 50-50 match, so you're getting plus money. Might as well go for it. But uh, I'm not in that camp. I think that Wong will win here, but I don't feel strongly enough about it to go ahead and back it with some money. Jennifer Brady minus 238 against Owens Jabor. Jabor plus 187. Um, I'm going to spend some time looking at Jabor. I don't know exactly when the last time she played, but she has kind of a junky style, and I wonder if that, that could be something that messes Brady up. What do you think, Spread? Yeah, she. So I'm just doing a real quick search. She her last uh, match she did play Beijing, and I think she lost. This as a qualifying match. Yeah, it was a like. qualifying match. That was the last time Jabor yeah, played. Yeah, so she lost her first qualifier, and she lost to a player that I'm actually not familiar with. Probably Vinny's, but I'm not. Uh, she lost to a young Chinese player. It looks like, and Brady, on the other hand, has been playing fairly well. Um. I'm not. I'm not really eager to back Jabour here. What are you thinking? I'm going to go back and look through it. You know, Brady's in a little better form. Jabour hasn't played great tennis, um, but I, th I think I'll probably end up passing here. Let's see. Looking forward to the next match. Kennan minus four seventy six against Christy on plus three forty one. There, Kennan should be the favorite. I don't think anything to add. Spread. So I want to know, what what is our take on Christiane? Did she just get hot at the U.S. Open and she returned to form, or was that a breakthrough for her? I don't know. I, th I think that that was maybe a, a good run for her. We'll see if she puts it together at some other point, but I'm not too optimistic, especially about her chances in this match. So, you know, we'll see. It's a name to remember probably next season. Maybe she plays one of the smaller events next week, but it'll be a short week for her. Yeah, I'm kind of more of the thing that that was a, you know, red line week, and that's not really indicative of her results going forward. 
Um, so I think this price is right, and obviously it's not playable at that price. So Kudermatova playing Tomljanovic. Kudermatova minus 120, Tomljanovic minus 103. Um, again, that looks just about right to me. This should be a really fun match. Do you see an edge either way spread? No, and you know what I'm surprised is these two have yet to play each other. So we don't have any of the head-to-head for me to go off of. So Jorge loves it, but I got—I have none of my crutches. I don't have my head-to-head <laughs> crutch here. Um, Kudermatova played pretty well in Wuhan um, before she lost to Petra Martic. And, you know, we've been loving the Kuder monster all year, and we've felt that she's been criminally underrated. But you know that Ozla uh, has been one of my favorites as well uh, to bet on. I, I, I like her consistency. Um I think she has really nice ground strokes. She gets some nice depth, you know. Uh, generates some pretty good top spin. I'm staying away from this one. Are you on it? No, I don't think I have a play either way. Again, like I said, I think the price is just about right here. So it'll be a fun match to watch. Magda Lynette minus 182 against Christina McHale. McHale plus 147. I don't think that I have an angle here. How about you? No, I do not, but, you know, as Magna Lynette, she's been quietly creeping up these rankings. Yeah, she's, she's, she's all the way up to 41. Yep, she's had a nice little end of the season, you know, going Hasn't she? going in, in some of these events, so maybe she continues that run here. Like I said, she's in pretty good form, so this price makes sense to me. And what's the number again? Minus 182. Hmm. And you're not interested in Mikhail at all there at that number, huh? No, not at all. No, I don't, I don't see any reason at all to bet Mikhail. So, um, looks well, good she, for Lynette. Mikhail didn't look bad in Beijing. Well, right. I think Lynette's generally a better player. She's got better hold break numbers. Um, she's in better form. I don't see any reason to not, you know, to, to go against her here. Maybe a spot for an over, but again, I'm going to pass. I see no reason to bet this match. I'm going to pass too, but I'll tell you what. If I had to, if I, you know, we're picking every match and, you know, we're doing odds, not just the bracket. I think that's a great price for Mikhail. I, I, she, she has for someone who's not playing that bad, um, to get to get those type of numbers. Uh, I think I'm surprised this isn't closer. Shai Shai Zhang minus six twenty five against Duan makes sense. I don't see us taking the dog or doing anything with the favorite. And then Yastremska minus three forty five against Lin Zhu. Anything to say about those two matches before we jump into Lin's? I think Tawan's got a lot of potential. That's why I was surprised um, that 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 number was so big. But I'm looking at her her results. I haven't really showed it yet. So uh, Zhang beat her, but it was a three setter, and uh, looks like in September. Uh, and that was actually the last match that Duan played on that on the WTA level. So, yeah, we'll stay away from that match. I, I'll be interested to see if Dewan. I think she might do pretty well in some of these international events in the next couple of years. I think that I really like her game of what I've seen. Now, granted, it has been limited. but All right, anything else to say about Tianjin before we jump back into Europe for a week? No, and I'm going to have to pull this up because Tennis Draw Challenge was my usual go-to for our tournaments. And it does not have Lynn's posted yet, so yeah. Unfortunately, given so given the timing from the, the WTA site, unfortunately given the timing, the Tianjin tournament starts tonight. But the draw for Lynn's came out literally an hour ago. Um, you yeah. know, the WTA is not doing a great job and of I making our lives easy. Next week too. Yeah, it's, we got this problem next week too with them 
being almost 10 hours apart. So let's jump into it again. We don't have odds here for the outrights, but we do have a draw. So let's let's try to look at each. Do you have that first a bit. round match odds? Um, I'll take a look. There might be a couple on odds portal. Not really, actually. It's still all qualification odds. So let's just talk through the draw quickly and, and try to see if we can pick a winner. Maybe give people a couple names to look out for um, in the draw. So, you know, the first half, uh, we've got Kiki Burton's, Pavly Yuchenkova, Van Utvank, uh, Anna Blinkova, Maria Sakkari, Anna Se- Anastasia Sevastova, um, Victoria Kuzmova, uh, Petkovic is here, as well as Julia Gorgas and uh, Margarita Gasparian, one of our favorite players to bet on. So looking at this top half spread, you know, Kiki Burton's is here as, as a one seed, um, had a nice long week last week. You know, it looks like she may have actually been a wild card here, so that might be a good... You know, you were talking about the idea of fading somebody who just kind of has a check to show up to a tournament here. I know this is the smaller event, so I wonder if they brought her in, um, you know, kind of in that same capacity. But um, so I think this is actually a good half to attack from an outright perspective. We haven't seen Maria Sakari play in a little in a little while, but she's got a qualifier, and then maybe Anna Blink over there in the second round. I actually kind of like her draw. Um, that's will be a name I'll be checking from an odds perspective, and then. Uh, you know, I'll have to look and see how Sevastova does at some of the end of the year here, but that's another good draw for her as well. So, you know, again, we don't have any odds here to talk about, but I'm going to be looking at Sevastova and um, and probably Sakari once the odds come out here. But what do you think of this top half spread? All right, top half. Yeah, because I've definitely asked some questions on the bottom. So what I'm interested in is, is players like Burton's, um, who else is qualified? Gorgas hasn't qualified, has she? So Burton's is the only one that will go back to Asia, right? I believe so. Let me see. I'm just that. surprised that aren't you surprised that she left to go to Europe and then and then to go back to Asia for the finals? Well, again, I think she got a check to come to this tournament. She's got the one seed. Then they also have wild card next to her name. So I think that she took a check to come back to Europe to play in this event. Yeah, it just seems. Uh, you know, if I was coaching her and I was really trying to get the most for the finals, I would want her to stay in, in, in Asia and stay in that time zone the whole time. I wouldn't want her bouncing back and forth before the finals. Um, I guess she figures she has enough time to, to recalibrate, uh, and I guess these players must be pretty used to it. Yeah, I, th- I think that um, you know she probably has enough time to come out here and play this week take the next week off and then be in good shape for, you know, whether she makes, she's right on the line between the elite and the actual final. So we'll see what, what happens. Now, do you, do you think that that would be a motivating factor or no? Because I'm almost worried about her motivation here. Um, Big check and a wild card kind of six is red flag here for me. Yeah, I, I think you're right. If she was focused on that, she would have stayed and played Tianjin. I think Tianjin has a weaker field, and she'd have a better chance to win that event and pick up, the, you know, the, essentially the same ranking points if she were to win each event yeah. here. So um, I think you're right. I think she's out here playing for a check. So um, the top half, again, I think is very attackable. Yeah, I, you know, this is this is crazy. I think this is, a, I, I, and, I'm, and obviously we're going off a year of memory, but this seems like a stronger field than last year. It seems like last year, more players stayed over there in uh, in Asia or just simply didn't play this one. This is actually a, a pretty fun field. Well, as you start to look through its names that we haven't seen, you know, Savasov, I don't know if she's played the Asian tournaments. I don't remember seeing her name. I know Sakari hasn't played in a couple weeks. Um, I don't think Van yeah. Uthvank made the last couple tournaments. Um, she was playing out there. She was, but I, it's, you know, she had a short week. So I don't know if she was actually in the, in the bigger events. Um, 
So what do you think, though? Who comes out of this top half since we're both kind of doubting Kiki Burton's, which I know doesn't normally go well for me, but what do you think? So the one we just mentioned, Van Newtbank, do you think she's got a chance here? Um, let me see if this, I don't know, I don't remember if this is indoor or outdoor. If It's, it's indoor, indoors, isn't it? Um, it is, it's indoors. I was 95% sure. If I if it's outdoors, then hold on, let me redo my cap. I no, it is, it's, it's, indoor it's indoors, so you're right. I mean, yeah. Van Newtbank, that's a great that's, name to circle. That was the name that just jumped out. Uh, she loves these indoor order. European events. So I think you're right. That's that's a great draw for her. That's that's going to be a good name. I think that if we can get her like fifteen to one or, or better, that's a great price. Yeah, so I'm interested in her. Um, Maybe gorgeous Kuzma as well. Was served. Do you think that will play well indoors? I don't know. I can't remember the last time she played good tennis. So I'm going to pass on her altogether. Gorgas okay, was we'll was the only the the only other name I like. Maybe being indoors. And how do you feel about Gorgas's form right now? Because not great. She's really had a hit or miss year. It's like as soon as I wrote her off, she started playing better. Right, she's played it. You know, she's shown a little bit of life in these last couple of weeks, but you know, we'll see what the number looks like. I don't expect it to be that enticing, but just another name to look at. Yeah, so I think AVU is going to present the most value. So what's the cutoff number there? I mean, an eight to one, it was kind of lost the value, right? I mean, what are we looking here? I'd say double digits, right? Anything over 10 to 1, we'll play it. I'd want at least 12. At 10 to 1, I'd, I'd stare at it and probably pass, but 12 to 15 is really? what I'm hoping for. Okay. I, I think I think 10's my cutoff there. Okay. I think anything higher than 10 to 1, I'll go ahead and I think I think it'll be worth it. Uh, boy, that Kiki Burton's is going to be interesting. Uh, I'll be interested to see how she, hard she plays. And then she didn't get an easy first round. It looks like, you know, AVU has got a nice little qualifier here. In the, in the first round, while well, she got uh, Pavlyuchenkova, who is not an easy out uh, by any means. And, you know, even if you win, she's going to make you work for it. So, uh, interesting to see how that plays out if she comes out struggling. But, boy, her serve should do pretty well in the indoors, too, Kiki Burton. So. Yeah, I mean, if Burton shows up and plays hard, she's a great chance to win this event. I mean, maybe she is here because it's an indoor event and. You know, she's comfortable maybe getting back home, being in Europe for a, a week is maybe good for her, but I like the, the Van Bank look. That's that's great. I'll be, I'm going to be looking for that price when those open, hopefully later today. All right, so let's do this for a couple other players since we don't have the odds. I'll, I'll just choose a couple and say what number would you have to get. Uh, Suckery, what would you have to get to take her? No number. If it was 100 to 1, maybe I'd take it, even, but... I'm, I'm, so like fifty to one. Like, some, out, some outrageous number. It would have to be an outrageous number. We'll never see. Um, even if okay. they put her in the twenties, I'm passing. Okay. How about Gorgas? Any interest at all? I think if she ends up in the teens, that'll be interesting. You know, if she's in that ten to fifteen to one range, I'll think about that a little bit. Um, but probably right in there. I think she will be. Well, maybe not. She'll probably be shorter than that. I expect her all to right. be single. Those digits. are the three that jumped out to me. I, I paths that's kind of a rough draw i think i'd much rather have the avu angle in that little area um, not too interested in blinkova or kozlova from an outright perspective um, not really too familiar with barbara haas uh, who's sevastova's first round appointment or kuzmova's first round the wild card julie grabber yeah it's a cool name it is uh <laughs> Teichman and Pekovic, uh, kind of just completely passed over them. No interest in them. Any interest from you there? No, nah, maybe Pekovic. She's had a nice little run here on hard courts, but Teichman's a clay player. She's yeah. going to get blasted in the first round. That's what I'm thinking, too. All right, let's jump so. into the bottom half here. Ekaterina let's do it. Alexandrova, 
Christina Pliskova, the lesser, Fiona Farrow, Mladenovich, Katerina Siniakova, Herzog, Vekic, Stritzova, Cornet, Ostapenko spread, Ravikina, and Belinda Bencic there down as the two seed. Man, this is a great half for Bencic. I'm, I'm just looking at her draw qualifier. Then maybe, <laughs> yeah. then probably Ravikina. Then, I don't know, maybe maybe even Ostapenko spread. Um, but this is a really oh, nice draw for, for Bencic. Well, I mean, I don't know who the qualifier she's going to face is, but Penko versus a qualifier, yeah. and then Penko versus Cornet or Stritzova? What are you worried about there? If they just hit the ball back and Penko hits it out. <laughs> well, looking here. I think both of them are veteran enough to kind of understand that to tailor their game to, to, to Austin Penko's weaknesses. But since she doesn't really have a chance to win, let's go on to people that really have a better chance. And I think that we could do the same thing as last time. Donna Vekic, like what number are you looking at there to try to want to bet that? Because that's the name that jumped out to me right off the bat for indoors. I think if she was like in an eight to twelve to one kind of range, that might be interesting. But I expect her to be, you know, a little bit lower than that. Although the books have a lot of respect for Herzog for whatever reason, um, so maybe we do get a chance at her. Well, Herzog has had a great year. She kind of went from us uh, pigeonholing her as a clay player to kind of becoming an all court player. So she gets the Kiki Burton's hard court breakout of the year for twenty nineteen. Yeah, so you know maybe we do get Vekage then in that double digits range. That might be nice. Um, the name I actually had circled here is Alexandrova. I've been on her a lot throughout the year. I okay. like her as a hardcore player. She has the, a great serve for indoors here. So I'm going to spend some time looking at that. I like her draw. You know, Pliskova the lesser shouldn't be a problem. Then really, fit, I don't like Pliskova or in the first round on indoor. I, I think that's a, I think that's a rough first round matchup. I think it's a great spot for an over, but I think Alexandrova is the better player. So if I can get Alexandrova Definitely, in the but fi- I just, fifteen to twenty indoor. range. And if we're ranking serves, I'd put Pliskova the lesser, like fourth or fifth in this whole tournament. I think I like Gorgas, Bekic, Burtons, and I would take Van Udvank serve over hers. Better. I would take. Oh, you? Okay. I, I would take Van Udvank serve over hers. I think I like Alexandrova's serve better than hers, but we'll have to watch that match. Okay. Alexandrova again. I'm hoping for something like the 15 to 20s. That would be really nice. Um, but you understand my point. That's not the the greatest draw. Like you know, grabbing Teichman, who's essentially a, a clay quarter. You know, well, right. It's not as easy as that. First but... round, and I think this is this is the best service, a uh, best surface for Christina Pliskova. Yeah. So Benchic, I don't know what number I would need on Benchic. I bet she's going to be one of the favorites, if not the favorite, to win this event. I'm wondering if we can get her at like five or six to one. That would be kind of interesting. But I. I think she'll probably be even lower than that what number would you need on benchage i'm not really looking at benches here no i don't think the surface plays well to her and she's another one i'm surprised she came back from asia i mean she's i'm surprised they're not just gearing up for this finals they must not like it as much as we do dupes my guess is they're just planning on taking next week off is is what i'm thinking there they're probably trying to go home reset a little bit um, it's probably tough spending that much time as far away from home. So maybe they come back, play this tournament, you know, take off next week and, you know, take off Moscow. So would take you off think Luck that's helpful? Maybe. I don't know. Do you think that they would actually get more worn down by staying? Because I can imagine that's the biggest culture shock for the Eastern European players is the, is the Asian swing. I just, uh, maybe I'm just a guy that, that, that hates jet lag so much that. I mean, it's jet lag yeah, versus it's travel. jet lag versus spending a month and a half in a hotel. So I think that that's 
that's a really tough spot. I, I think I can understand that the desire, the want to go back home, kind of reset yourself a little bit and then go back out. And again, there's a couple weeks, you know, I, I don't think that rest is going to be too big of a concern. All right, well, you're kind of selling me on this. Is it as bad an idea as I thought of, of coming back to Europe then? No, I, I don't think so. Um, all right, so what are the names? You, so you like Donna Vekic. Any other names stick out to you here in this bottom half? No, not we can do everything just on let's just do the first round matches but we don't really have odds do we no no we don't um i'm flipping through i mean so uh, we could do uh so we could pull up, uh channel our inner gail alexander and start guessing the lines <laughs> well burton's pavel Uchenkov. i assume burton's going to be the favorite there i'll be staring long and hard at pavs at pavs is a dog so what would you put that number at my guess is it'll open in the Burton's minus 200 to minus 250 range. Okay, um, that's exactly, that's exactly as I say, I would say Burton's minus 250. Yeah, I, th- I think it'll probably be a little closer to minus 200, but, you know, if you can get Pavs in like a plus 175, plus 180 kind of range, I mean, if Burton's is minus 250, then Pavs might even be like plus 200. That would be a very interesting yeah. number. And what do you think the spread, four and a half? Um, probably closer to four. I think with the indoor hards, they generally they check the spreads half, up. Would you be? Would you be? Yeah, yeah. Four and a half. I would like Pavel Yuchenko. I, th- I think that that's a nice spread. I know that I've actually stayed away from betting spreads a little bit th- this past year, but um, four and a half, not a bad number at all. All right. And so let's see. We can't yeah, do the you next think one. In a qualifier, blink of a blink of a Kozlova. I think blink of will be a favorite here. Ooh. It's probably now, a good spot for Nova. I'm not going to bet on that match, but isn't that an interesting match? It is. Let's see if see if Blinkova continues to get a little bit better. See if Kozlova's got any fight left in her this late in the year. I think that uh, this will be a spot where I'll look at it over probably. Like if they hang a twenty one or even a twenty a twenty and a half would be excellent. But I'll be looking for it over there. Real quick, do you have whole break numbers for these two these two young women? Um, let me see if I can pull those up. Because as far as like I'm not betting on this, but as far as just like a popcorn interests me, like try and grab information. Uh, for next year and an actual just interesting matchup this match just jumps out to me as like uh you know from a pure fan like this would be one of my on demands like be the first one i'd want to see i know it's weird because they're not the top players but uh just because they are players that we've been able to to kind of grab as underdogs and and get them while they're undervalued i like to see where they're going and feeling going into next year so they're both, um, I'm seeing Kozlova right around 100, Blinkova a little lower, um, but... Oh, that surprised me. I thought Blinkova would be higher. Yeah, she had done some, some rough matches, I think, and, you know, maybe... It's the last 52 weeks I always look at, so the end of last year was a little rough for her, and I think some of those matches are still okay. dragging that number down. But that'll be a fun match to watch, okay. for sure. So if you were to line it, what'd you put the line at? Pretty even, I think. I imagine Blinkova's going to be a favorite. She gets a lot of market support. I know that a lot of our friends like... Um, her game and her upside more than maybe her numbers indicate. So I think Blinkova will end up being a little bit of a favorite. And this is kind of fun because uh, you know that the books like to use the same hold break numbers that you use, and that would indicate that Kozlova should be the favorite, huh? So it would be interesting to see where they line this one. Yeah, it'll be an interesting uh, line. If they're going straight off the books or if they're using some sort of, uh, you know, just – gut handicapping or whatever you want to call it to, to, to move Blinkova to the favorite because in my head I thought Blinkova would be a slight favorite too I was thinking minus 125 minus 130 yeah we'll see what it looks uh, like 
This is fun. Zachary's got a qualifier. Savast will be a big favorite over Haas. Yeah, like minus 600. Kuzmova will probably be a decent favorite over Grabber or Graber, however you say that. She'll probably be like minus 1,000 because we do a WTA podcast and I've never seen her play. Teichman, I think Pekovic will be a big favorite over Teichman. Um, that'll be a great that'll be a great so. parlay piece. Gorgas will be a decent favorite over Gaspari, and I imagine that'll be kind of like. What would you put that one at? Um, I imagine Gorgas will be in like the minus one eighty to minus two hundred range. Oh, okay. I'll talk myself into a Gaspari bet. If they bet. put that too high, I think that would attract some underdog money. So, kind of what we were doing earlier, at what what price would you bet Gaspari, and how much would they have to give you? Honestly, I uh, I'm such a sucker for betting on her. I'd probably take plus anything, but a plus one fifty, plus one sixty. That those really? those would be really nice numbers. Yeah. I just like her game. See, I'm worried indoors. I would have to. I would have to get plus two hundred or higher. I think that Gorgas' serve and that forehand indoors is going to be is going to be tough for her to handle. And I think that it'll give her more chance to pick up. As beautiful as it is, uh, the the one handed backhand of Gasparian can be picked on by by a power player. Uh, I I don't want to get plus two hundred or more to take Gasparian there. So we got Alexandrova Pliskova the lesser up here next. I know that it sounds like you're all over. Pliskova the lesser here. What number would you need to take the underdog in this match? So I would actually just, I think you're right about the winning. I'd be trying to take the, the spread here and then just assume that Pliskova can keep it close. And I guess the angle that you look towards more now rather than taking the spread would be the over, but it would be kind of the same idea that Alexandrova would have problems breaking uh, Pliskova. So... What spread do you think that they would get? I mean, am I am I going crazy thinking I'm going to get a four and a half here? I think you are. I think this is probably a three and a half. But if you could get four and a half, yeah. that'd be a great spot. But I think they're going to hang a three and a half here. Okay, three and a half. I think that number is about right. Yeah. Right, because that's about a seven six six four that to cover, and you get a weird six three in there. Yeah, three and a half. I'm staying away. But if I got four and a half without having to pay a lot of juice, I'd I'd like to take the games there, or like you said. Get the over. So what's our over threshold here? 21. I think if they hang a 21, I'll go over that. If they hang a 21 and a half, I'm going to stay away. Maybe look for like a first set So you think it'll over. be that high? You don't think a 20.5 will be hanging around? No, I think they're going to – this This should be at least a 21. If they hang a 20 and a half, that's a mistake. Okay, so if they hang a 20 and a half, we'll play the over. Absol- absolutely, 100%, 100%. All right. Pharaoh's got a qualifier. Ladenovic Siniakova, that'll be a fun match. I guess that's fun, right? I guess they'll probably line Ladenovic as the favorite. I'll take Siniakova at probably any dog number here, but I expect it to be pretty close. You know, maybe minus one thirty, plus one ten kind of thing. What do you think? <laughs> I think that you really know what should bet this match. How how do you how do you handicap these players? Um. You just have no idea who's going to play. And I think, again, right. if, if one of them... So, like, I would hang this pretty closely lined. I know the market has a lot of support from Ladenovich sometimes. So, like, if they do, for some reason, yeah. hang this, like, Ladenovich minus 200, which they won't. I mean, if they do, yeah, give me all no. the give me all the Siniakova. Like, if I, get, right. if I could get either of these women at plus 150, plus 140, that would be a great bet because it's a true coin flip in my mind. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking it'll be line Ladenovich minus 125, minus 130. That's what I was thinking. So. I'm just going to try and juice you out of it. Yeah, I'll pass on that. I, they, I won't touch. I'll bet you the bookmakers don't even want to set a line for this. No. I mean, if you're going to do anything but here. I'll tell you what. This is up there with the uh, Blinkova matches. I, actually, I want to watch this match first just because I'm a big City of Cova fan. But uh, as you see, I tend to like players that are wildly inconsistent. So she definitely fits that bill. Um 
Yeah, this is a good spot for an over two and a half sets bet. I wouldn't touch the total here, even if they, even if they hang a twenty. You know, this could be a three set uh-huh. under in that kind of situation. I mean, this is nuts. So if you're thinking <laughs> about anything, maybe go for like an over two and a half sets. That might be interesting. You know, if you could get like plus one fifty, plus one sixty on that, that's never a bad look. Yeah. Okay. So, anyways, that's the popcorn match to me, totally. But uh, and that actually that actually just bumped. Blinkova down to number two and on demand. I'm, I'm watching this match first. Vekic Herzog. I think Vekic will be minus 200 this year. Not quite minus 250. Again, the market's got a lot of respect for Herzog, but Vekic will be a pretty solid favorite. What do you think? I think I would stay away. I'm staying away at that number. Obviously, like we lean Donna, and when we fill out the bracket, I'll be putting Donna to advance. But uh, the way Herzog's been playing this year, she's definitely a threat. And. Um, you know, it's almost like a dogger pass. I don't think there's going to be any value to be found in Donna, and I definitely wouldn't play the spread. Well, it's a shame we have to finish this with, with this match because the last three are all playing qualifiers. Stritzova and Cornet, I don't care about this. <laughs> Let's just cancel it and bring in two other players. I assume Stritzova will favor it. Oh, I don't oh, care. I oh, love Cornet. Oh, Cornet's so fun to watch. Yawn. I'm just going to oh, pretend this match isn't happening. Not. You just do not. You we got to get you into some more independent films. Cornet is the is the the epitome of a of over dramatic French independent film, just come to life on a tennis court. Yeah, I'm cool. <laughs> All right. I actually think this match won't be that bad to watch. Stritzova can be really fun to watch. She has a lot of good touch. Yes, you know, Stritzova is a uh, smart player. I think she should be favored here. I don't really have anything nice to say about Cornet. I mean, what do you think that the lineup? Really? What, what you, do you don't like all like the cool facial expressions and, and spread. Stuff. I'm trying to win money. I don't actually just trying to be entertained. Okay, I guess it's not about <laughs> it's not about gifability here. It's about who's going to win a match. Yeah, I guess I, I sometimes I let my fan creep into a match. I've always I've always liked Cornet as a. Uh, just as a fan, and I think that she, I think that she's she's fun for tennis. I think that she's got a really unique personality would be a nice way to say it. All right, spread. That's just about it for us this week. Do you have anything else to add before we wrap? Well, no. I think that was actually kind of fun to, to switch from just going to to what the lines were to guessing the lines. I'll be interested to see now when the lines came out, like uh, how close we are. So maybe. Uh, I know you didn't write them down, but maybe we'll do a little check sheet and see how close we got. I think that'll be fun for sure. So thanks, everybody, for listening. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. Please give us a rating or a review on whatever you're using to listen to us. Follow us on Twitter at NetworthPod and reach out to us with any of your thoughts. You know, what, what would you like to hear us talk about? You know, we've got the end of the season coming up, so we'll have, you know, about a month and a half of podcasts where we'll just be talking more general, larger topics. So, you know, reach out, let us know what you'd like to hear, and have a great week. Good luck in all your wagers.